G'day trendsetters, welcome to episode 500 and something, 564 of the Transmit Podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, it's nice and simple. All you have to do is jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com. Send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. Send me as many questions as you like. It makes me feel important. If you're interested in my training and reading the um, blogs that I break all sorts of good stuff down, coronavirus.com is where you want to check that out. And I've been posting, I try, I've been, the goals that I have, put as many blogs i'm not going to limit myself to a number but i'm i'm trying to do two or three a week so coronavirus.com is where you want to be now i mentioned a few times that i'm going to be doing um i call it an hour record on the velodrome it's it's far from that it's i I call it that because it irritates the living crap out of my son he bites every time it's not an hour record it, but it's just basically me going around. It's an hour of power. See how much um, the distance I can put in, the speed I, you know, the amount of power I can put out. But basically, that's that's the the, th- the thing I'm interested in. The the but I tell you, work's getting in the way. It's it's been compromised on a couple of levels, and it's mostly to do with work. Um, I've been we're short staffed again you know everything was all looking peachy at work and then my new boss um ended up having to go into urgent back surgery so he's out for the best part of eight weeks um another work colleague who um you know she she would say exactly what i say we hope to be here to the day retire she's had to go into medical retirement you know 10 15 years too early um, and now she looks like she's going to be fighting for her life by the end of this year, the poor thing. Um, so basically I'm working 60, hour week, uh, 60 hours a week, every week, for at least four weeks, possibly a hell of a lot longer. It's just one of those things. So, And because I do... Um, recently I've been doing all my training on HRV guided. Um, and... With work, because every day I work, it's at least 12 hours I'm here for, um, and so I, my sleep's five to six hours a night, my HRV just drops, and so you can't add intensity there, so I'm, I'm missing a lot of bike volume, and I'm missing a lot of opportunities to put a high lot of intensity into bike volume, um, so I'm on that real knife edge of because I've lost of a lot of fitness on the bike. So I'm on that knife's edge where it's not going to make any um, it's not going to make any sense by adding intensity soon. But, um, definitely not spending a lot of time at threshold or hovering under threshold or hovering over threshold. I'm on that knife's edge because I'm going to have to start building that aerobic fitness back if i don't lose something so we'll soon find out over the next week whether i'm going to be doing that or not i have um because i'm gonna i have in my program i wrote nine bike rides to do over the next seven days so (laughs) if i can get them in um i think i've i think i should be able to save it and most of that's just aerobic volume so we'll see what happens over the next week. <laughs> but then I, they're talking about making me work even more next week. So it could be closer to 70 hours I'm, I'm at work next week. But anyway, my worst, you know, you've got to put everything in its right perspective. 
uh, my work colleague who I've just mentioned, who's, who's going to be fighting for her life most likely by the end of this year, she wishes she had my worst day. And my what? what's my worst day, really? Yeah, that I couldn't get a bike ride in. My training volume was penciled in for 16 hours this week, but I could only get 12 hours in because, you know, or I had to share a lane with, share a pool lane with eight other people all swimming different paces. You know, these are my worst days. She wishes she had my worst days. That, that would be, a, you know, a dream come true for her now. So you got to look at things in its right perspective anyway you guys didn't hear me tune in to hear me complain so i'll just better answer a question or so and the question comes from doug dougie right uh found your podcast i'm excited so um i'm returning to ironman racing after a very very long break last year i'm excited to have signed up again for 2023 i used no nasal i used nose breathing for nearly all season last ironman prep and found it was a very good it was a very it was easy for me to read it was an excellent speed limiter which is great for a sensible return to ironman I am going, I, God sake, I'm hopeless at reading out loud here, uh, I, I'm going, I'm, now I'm making myself laugh, I'm going to do a heaps more intervals and intensity in some of the next sessions, in the next preps, and wondering your thoughts and experience on nose breathing in, the, in this area. He also wants me to comment on... Uh, recommended long rides, four to six hours, and running 120 minutes plus training. Intervals on the bike and run. Any benefits trying to limit efforts to stay nose breathing? Ironman race day. So, a few years back, I spent a solid year just, I could not read enough on nasal breathing, in particular for sports performance. Um, the people that were in that are in my um, private Facebook group, the Transmove private Facebook group, at that time got smashed with all sorts of crap. I would be posting about nasal breathing and um, the, no, nasal um, breath holds and all sorts of stuff. And then little things like you, you know, you'd be watching Chris Froome ride, and you watch Chris Froome's head bob up and down, and bob up and down, bob up and down. And everyone's going, oh, he's looking at his power. He can't think without looking at his power. And I'm there thinking, I don't think it's I, I read a book um oh god this is going to destroy me now that i can't think of it um it's an actual breathing technique that chris Froome does now he, at the same time he might be looking at his power meter uh, to um because he's going to have his head down but it's like you put your head down um you do a, a you know take a breath breathe out and you lift your head up um it's it's a particular um, technique that gets more oxygen to the working muscles, and um, so I'd be posting that on the Facebook group, and we're in great detail, and then um, I'd give all the recommendations to athletes. Oh, you got to do breath holds, so a minimum two, three times a week, um, and this is what you got to do. And I don't think many did. <laughs> Which is a shame. Where I came across it through Pete Jacobs, and Pete Jacobs mentioned a book, The Oxygen Advantage, um, by Patrick someone or other, and um, which that 
book changed my life. It really did. Um, just the it it's, it was one of the for the people who did, um, there is an um, audio version of it. I I got the I got the actual real book of it. I think it's amazing book. I think anyone into who is into sports performance should get that book and read that book. Um, if you're not into reading, um, get the audio version of it. I think it would it would change your life. Um, I did a very small 300 or 200 word um, breakdown of that book on my website, trainsmove.com. Click on resources and go down until you see the word oxygen program or something in the words aligned of that. Um, but it's huge. Within the, I remember, um, do, you know, reading the first part of it, um, the book, and it recommends breath holds and stuff. So I started doing them. And then we're straight away, like we're, we're talking within two, two, three days, my swim session, my swim time dropped like five plus seconds per hundred meters instantly by just just breathing differently um, and keeping your mouth shut the whole time um, in, in training, aerobic training, um, walking around the shops, sleeping with your mouth shut. That I had trouble with at first, and then I actually asked Pete Jacobs about that. What did he do? And he recommended um, sticky tape, or put sticky tape on your over your mouth, um, just the you know, just one that you'd see in an office, just normal cellophane tape thing. Um, so if need be, you can open your mouth, but it will keep it shut. That worked a treat. Now I sleep every, all night, every night with my mouth shut with no no assistance at all. I only needed that tape around my mouth um, for a week or two. My wife just said that was the most stupidest thing. What are you doing? But it worked. Um, you know, when you have a bit of a cold, um, these breath holds, they're huge. When you have a cold, and I'll start explaining crap but a little bit better in a minute, but, you know, I even now, if I go to the pool twice in a day, I become quite nasally. If I get a cold, I become quite nasally and fully blocked, and I can't, and I can't, and I'm, I can't sleep with my mouth open anymore. It, it, so you're doing a series of um, in bed, 2am in the morning, because my nose is blocked, I can do a few different type of... Um, um, breath holds my nose fully clears right up it's so powerful so um i noticed instantly on the riding uphill there was you know huge efficiency improvements running uphill massive huge efficiency improvements um and it's and i i've started whatever how many years ago now doing it three years ago four years ago and i've stayed very 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 consistent ever since um i do it i do breath holds at least um i try and do it at least three times a week as as a minimum so but i would guess i would do um anywhere between 150 to 200 a, a year every year for over the last three to four years um, and, and what it is, it, and there's a few different ways you can do it, um, is, is you just breathe in through your nose, breathe out through your nose, pinch, pinch your nose and hold until you, you'll get, um, after a while you'll get, you just do it sitting down at first, um, 
you'll get a, this sensation that you want to take an air, uh, um, take a breath, keep holding, don't take it. When you get your second um, second sensation that you need to take some air, you you, t- you start breathing through your nose. So, um, so you just start off with that. See, and time it. See how long it is. If it's under 15 seconds, you should work on that. Um, sitting down before you take it to that next level. If you're going to... Um, you, you want to be aiming, you should be able to at least hold that for 40 seconds, sitting down very comfortably, but a minute would be nicer. Um, and then you, you can start progressing from there, start doing it while you're walking. Um, and then you can start doing it on a trainer on the bike during warm-ups. Um, that, that uh, I wouldn't be doing it while on the road, but on the trainer where you, you're under control. Um, you may lose sight for a second here and there, especially under when you're in a training. Um, you know, when you're, let's say you're riding, um, when you're riding just and you're just doing it on your um, trainer and you're just doing it as part of warm up, you may lose, you may start to black out, but it's only for a second or so. You, you, you instantly, you, your head's all there, you just lose sight for a second. It's strange at first but you really get used to that uh, now that i've said it out loud it must sound horrific um and then you the, these breath holds so you can just start keep on progressing there and all of a sudden you start mimicking um replicating what it's like to train at altitude you by doing you, you a breath hold and now you're taking these tiny tiny sips of oxygen in you like you hold breathing in and hold again until you can't you know, till you're starving for more oxygen, you know, another little bit of oxygen in, and then you, you you breathe for a second, and then you start taking these little sips of oxygen in again. You start sit. You, you if you had a um, uh, an oxygen um, meter on your on your finger, you're reading your blood oxygen levels. Um, you start watching watching that change real hard, real quick, just like you would see if you're up in um, attitude training. Um, and I forget the distance of what that replicates to. I'm, I want to. I want to say it's fifteen hundred meters, but I, but don't quote me on that. But actually, but I know I'm not. Any, you, you actually said we've na- just nasal breathing through training, doing what I just said. Just doing those um, no, d- different levels of oxygen um, holds, breath holds. I've been doing it for three, four years. After a solid year, I can hold um, threshold sessions or, st- or hovering under threshold sessions, breathing through my nose the whole time. Um, VO two max sessions, I can. Do, I start, you know, halfway through. Like if I did um, five times five minutes at VO two with five minutes easy in between, around that two minutes. Two and a half minutes thereabouts in the in a VO two interval, I'm now having to start swap and je- come and go between breathing through my nose and mouth breathing, and then um, by four minutes I'm purely mouth breathing. So the le- that you can start um, breathing. Um, it, it takes time to get used to it. Now just for to um, do nasal breathing through aerobic training to um, limit the speed, 
love it. I get, I get a lot of athletes to do that exact same thing for that exact same cause. Um, it, it's a really good limiter. Are you, some, especially the ones that struggle when I give them like math training to do. Or you say I'll keep your heart rate between you know 140, 150 beats, and and they may struggle with that. But then I sw- go right, they're having trouble. Or um, I'm not wanting them to spend that much time engaged in their watch. I'll go well. Let's do um, nasal breathing, and that just keeps it under control as well. So I'm a big fan of it. Um, and the more you do it, the the longer you can get. So you should, could very comfortably do a full Ironman nasal breathing. Um, it, it does get harder in the half part, in the last part of the the marathon nasal breathing. But over a period of time and many many hours of um, practicing it, it's definitely doable. Uh, recommended long rides, four to six hours. Um, I'm old school, so I like six-hour rides, as many weeks as possible, leading into an Ironman. Yeah, um, and 120k, sorry, 120 minutes plus running. I'm, I'm a huge fan. If your body allows it, and you're able to recover through, um, through the volume you're doing. I'm a big fan of 20-mile runs for 20 weeks in a row um, leading into an Ironman. It, not many people can do it. Um, f- more from a mental point of view, or, or, they're, or they're just, their body's just, it's more from a, 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 a they tend to, to and because the weather outside, it, not many athletes um, that I've been given that sort of stuff to, and I don't say, you know, today's a 20-mile run. Um, I generally give them some barriers. So, you know, it'd be something like, you know, go, aim for at least two hours, but if you love me, you'd do 20 miles. Just, But I don't want them pushing that 20 miles and get injured. So you obviously have to listen to, to your body, but I'm... A, big fan of a lot of 20 mile runs leading into an Ironman and I'm a big fan of 6 hour bike rides leading into an Ironman um, intervals on bike and run um, so, so you did say you were 50 years old and you uh, thanks for the question aiming to, so you're aiming to do an Ironman um, at 10.45 to 11 hours and you're 50 years old so one of those intervals on the bike, I would start off early, um, a strength endurance ride, so, so, so just a low cadence session. So it could be, um, if you could, everyone's different um, with, with how they can handle this and... Some are just some get mentally cooked from it, and this is the first rides they they'll they'll skip, or, or you know. But in in an ideal world, and it depends also on the type of athlete you are and um, the muscle fiber, your fast twitch, low twitch type of athlete um, would depend greatly on all these as well. But um, I'm a big fan of low cadence. Um, in just sessions leading into one, something like um, tw- two times twenty minutes or three times twenty minutes, 
at a cadence of 65 to 75 RPM at around 90% of FTP somewhere around there just grinding grinding those just building that strength and those are key sessions that gets you off that bike feeling a lot fresher ready for a run so i'd be doing so let's say if you have three bike rides one's going to be your six hour bike ride one's going to be um a low cadence session even if all it is is um four minutes four minute um on three minutes easy four minutes on three minutes easy at a low cadence um generally when we're talking low cadence the smaller the interval the lower the cadence can be so you can really build that strength up the the longer that interval is the higher that cadence is going to be um and then probably um i'd probably do do either um I'd, I'd probably look at at least starting off at, at um doing some vo2 work and seeing how your body reacts to that and and how you're recovering from that and that may need to change to to a different type of session depending on how how you recover and, and everything um as for runs you maybe just one key run session a, a, a week with the rest being aerobic and that i would probably no i'm not and i'm completely guessing all this because i don't really know you so i'm just going off your age um i know you used to do iron man um I, I would probably look at doing that key session on hills so um and uh, the earlier on in the season the, the um on your training blocks i might look at doing um just shorter intervals up and then as you get closer longer intervals up and then the rest i might consider doing um aerobic just aerobic build because your biggest risks might probably going to be you know just keeping you healthy safe and injury free um may uh, i because i don't know your history here so I i'm only guessing if you if you're reacting well to um intervals then you know you can do do some um track sessions but it'd have to be a controlled pace just, just not going uh, not a fly and die but start off with intervals on hills because the risk of injuries become becomes lower and and then you slowly progress out of that and see 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 how you see how the body's reacting i hope, hope that helps i i do recommend uh, everyone reading that book or or um downloading the book um the oxygen advantage it's it is huge it will um every athlete or every person should actually know that information it will it will set you up for you go you just walk around the shop and you hear people walking up and go <gasps> and you think bloody hell you just walk to the car from here jeez and you're puffing and you know you that might have emphysema for all i know but the, this stuff does help it helps with asthma it helps with um so much um better quality sleep it helps it, it we, most of us get too much oxygen in when we breathe which sounds strange 
um, but we, we really do. We don't need that much oxygen, which uh, creating too much oxygen makes us breathe he heavier. So you see these people going, <gasps> they need to, you know, knock that the hell off and really slow down their breathing and limit their, their oxygen. And this isn't just some bald-headed turd in Tasmania telling you this. This is actually um, very re much researched and very... Um, very well documented by many many different people on this research it's you can go down a massive rabbit hole with with this um and with oxygen and how it helps with sports performance and it's huge but start off with the book the oxygen advantage and you will thank me afterwards and i will say now you are welcome until next episode hooroo